Welcome to the Eric Erickson Show podcast, Hour One. Hello, America. Welcome. It's Eric Erickson here across the United States of America. Glad to have you with me. The phone number 877-973-7425. Should you wish to be on the program, as always, text Eric, E-R-I-C-K, to 33777. And you can get the show notes, the podcast, all the links to the gathering interviews, you name it. They're all right there. It is debate night in America. That means a lot uh, of things. First of all, can I just note we're here? It seems a little bit absurd, doesn't it, to be talking about a presidential debate. It is 2023. Uh, it is, I mean, we're, we're November of next year. We're not even in November of this year. It's November of next year that we've got this uh, thing called an election. But the primaries start into January, beginning of February, and now is time to vet the candidates. I, I, I continue to have a theory about the race, and I could be completely wrong on this because it is an anomalous situation, not having the front runner on the debate stage and, and doing counter-programming too, which we'll get into, but I have a theory, and that is that people really aren't as plugged in, engaged, or paying attention at the moment. What I mean by that is people are going back to school. You know, the, the number one most missed day of work in America, we'll get into this a little more later, is August 24th, tomorrow. More people call in to miss work because they're sick on August 24th than any other day of the year, including the day after the Super Bowl. And my theory on that and, and their theory on that is that by now most of America's kids have gone back to school outside of the upper mid-Atlantic states and uh, Texas and by now, everybody's got, got disease and illness from school. You know, my kid went back to school. He was the first kid in, in my area to get the flu. Well, I was I, I didn't say anything ahead of time. Um, I, I was a little bit apprehensive about how to navigate the situation. My kid was diagnosed with the flu the Monday before the gathering, and I went to the doctor, and he's like, we're going to put you on high-dose Tamiflu for five days. You're going to be miserable uh, but it'll keep you from giving the flu to anybody and probably getting it yourself. I feel fine. I felt fine the whole time. I was a little bit queasy from the Tamiflu. And my my kid, you would have never known he had the flu. Uh, he didn't have your typical flu symptoms. He tested negative for COVID, positive for flu A. And then it turns out that uh, a, a family in school had been sick the week school started and they weren't bad the like fever was like 99 degrees. They tested negative for COVID. So the symptoms school, they never even considered the flu because it was so unlike the flu. Uh, that, I mean, they, they, they weren't throwing up. They weren't exhausted. They weren't tired. They didn't lack energy. Uh, they just didn't feel quite right. And they went to school. Turns out it's the very mild flu already starting, already spreading. Uh, so people, people must work. And, and so kids are back to school. People have been a little under the weather. You've got this COVID spread now. Oh, man, we'll get into the masking. Um, we haven't gotten to Labor Day yet. People really haven't paid attention. Now, all of a sudden, we have the first presidential debate. People will begin to start paying attention. The dynamics of the race, I'm not sure, are as set in stone as people think. You've got four indictments, and I don't know if you've heard, there's some breaking news happening. Uh, according to federal prosecutor Jack Smith, that once one of the key witnesses in the case changed lawyers, and Donald Trump was no longer playing his lawyers. He flipped. 
He is now not only willing to say that, yes, Donald Trump uh, ordered a cover-up at Mar-a-Lago of security camera footage, uh, but that he was, uh, as long as he was being paid by Trump's lawyers, he had to maintain a story that it didn't happen. Pretty damning information if it's true. But now, I, I mean, there's this, there's this debate tonight. In Milwaukee, I'm happy to take your calls on it, 877-973-7425. Let, let me spend a little bit of time. First of all, you need to know uh, Doug Burgum, the governor of North Dakota. A number of people told me that I should expect to be surprised by him, that he's very folksy, very charming, very smart guy, got it together, uh, and I should be surprised by him. I am surprised he decided to do a pickup basketball game with his presidential staff this morning. And he got hurt. We don't know that he'll be on the debate stage tonight. He had to be taken to the emergency room this morning uh, in Milwaukee. I feel bad for the guy. You get to the debate. You're a nobody, unknown. You get to the debate stage by paying people. He was essentially, if you gave him a dollar, he was giving you $20. That was his strategy. It worked. He got on the debate stage. He leveraged his money. He got on the debate stage. And now he's gotten hurt. He's in the emergency room. I don't know that he's going to be on the debate stage tonight. Maybe he will. He could be doped up. He could have a Rick Perry moment. You know, Rick Perry, in that debate in 2012, he forgot uh, the the three agencies, one of which he wound up becoming Secretary of Energy. I think he wanted to get rid of energy, commerce, and, and education, and he forgot uh, he forgot energy, the one he forgot of those three. And he wound up being the Secretary, that he was on uh, pain medicine. He'd had back surgery. And the doctor told him not to wear his boots, and he wore his boots, among other things, and, and he was just in a lot of pain and he, he, from the surgery. And he had a bad debate performance. He was skyrocketing. He was going to be the nominee. He was going to beat Mitt Romney, and he cratered after that debate. We'll see. Um, Doug Bergen was supposed to impress. I don't even know that he'll be there now. Vivek, uh, Vivek, it's Vivek. Uh, Vake rhymes with cake, Vivek. The DeSantis people are helpfully pointing out Vivek rhymes with fake. Uh, Vivek Ramaswamy. He has to survive tonight. I, I want to tell you the God's honest truth. It is not just. It is, but is not just the DeSantis campaign spreading opposition research about Vivek. Uh, there are four other candidates who will be on that, that debate stage with him tonight who are spreading uh, campaign opposition research against him. And I know they are because I've gotten it. Haven't used it. Haven't said anything. I got the opposition research. That guy's got to survive the debate stage tonight and come across as a polished 38-year-old among people older than him. And he has to thread it carefully because if he comes off as a snotty 38-year-old compared to some of these more senior statesmen, uh, the older people most likely to vote in the primary may decide to burn his bridge down. I still think he's set himself up for failure by sounding so evangelical. He sounds like a non-denominational Southern Baptist, and when people find out he's not, that may make them feel swindled, conned by him. In addition to all the other opposition research out there, including his 9-11 trutherism, I, I don't know if you've heard, you probably have by now, that uh, he posited a while back and it was caught on audio in an interview, they released the unedited tape, that it was perhaps FBI agents who flew the planes, not Al-Qaeda, into the World Trade Center. He's just asking, just asking questions, standard conspiracy theories, nonsense. He's got to survive. Everyone's going to be gunning for Vivek Ramaswamy because of his deep contradictions. I have to tell you, 
the consensus from the other campaigns is that he's very they're very furious because Vivek is essentially attacking them on foreign policy, saying he knows better than them on Taiwan and Israel. And his policy for Israel is stop our military alliance with Israel. And his policy on Taiwan is move our industry out of Taiwan and let China have them. And that doesn't play well with the Republican base. And you're going to see the others call him out on it. Then there's Nikki Haley. You know, one of the the endearing things that I love about Nikki Haley is also one of her weaknesses on, on the campaign trail. Nikki Haley, I've known her for a very long time. She doesn't suffer fools. And she does a poor job of pretending she cares about things when she doesn't really care about them. Nikki Haley's a pro-life governor. Nikki Haley is a social conservative governor. But Nikki Haley thinks China is a bigger issue than bathrooms. She thinks Israel is a bigger issue than women's sports. And she tries to make it look like she cares about the cultural issues, but she really cares about a robust foreign policy and a strong military and a strong economy. She's an economic, fiscal conservative. Um, she She's socially more libertarian, I think, but she's willing to vote the right way. She would never sign an expansive abortionist policy. She would never sign a bill to allow boys in girls' bathrooms, but she really thinks China's a bigger issue than uh, the fight over bathrooms and sports. And she struggles to convey that she really cares about the issue because she really thinks there are more important issues, and that matters greatly. And that's why I love her. She doesn't suffer fools well, and, and she... She, she doesn't get herself spun up on cultural issues. She really cares about uh, military issues, national security issues, fiscal policy issues. She cares about the national debt. She thinks it's a, a national security issue. So if they talk about cultural issues, she may come across as bored, and that may hurt her with uh, cultural conservatives. Tim Scott, he's got to look like he's got steel behind the smile. I can't tell you at my conference this past weekend when he was there the number of people who just love the guy, but they love him so much they don't want him to get hurt. They, they don't they don't think he can fight. They're like, we, we need a, a knife fighter, and, and he just wants to hug it out with everybody, and, and we can't have that. He's got to show he's got some steel on stage tonight. He's got to show he's not just a lover. He's a fighter, too. He's got to show that. I don't know why Asa Hutchinson is on stage tonight. I don't know what Asa Hutchinson has to offer anyone. I don't know that Asa Hutchinson knows. There are a lot of uh, the, the conservative kids these days say, he doesn't know what time it is. The problem for Asa Hutchinson isn't that he doesn't know what time it is. It's that nobody knows who he is and nobody cares when they find out. He was a former governor of Arkansas that time passed by. Nobody cares about him. And he cares greatly. And, and But when he, he goes on MSNBC, you don't run for Republican presidential nomination on MSNBC. That's what he's doing. He's irrelevant and will be on stage tonight, I suspect. He'll struggle to get airtime. Then there's Mike Pence. Mike Pence is not the Mike Pence of just a few years ago. He's he's wearing down, and it shows on the campaign trail. He's going to have to show that he's invested and engaged and energetic and he's in a terrible position. The anti-Trump people finding too loyal to Trump. The never the, the Trump people finding too disloyal to Trump. Uh, he'll be the most ardent spokesman and supporter of conservative values on that debate stage tonight. 
but he's got to have some energy and passion and fire in the belly, and, and he, he seems to be out of energy. Chris Christie will do well if he doesn't take the business to Trump or DeSantis and instead takes the business to the parties. He wants to make it about Trump, and he wants to attack DeSantis badly. He shined at my conference by taking it to both parties. In fact, the crowd came away thinking, this, this guy, how, how am I agreeing with him so much? He lit both parties on file over their, their fiscal uh, profligacy. If he does that, he has a moment to shine and shine well on that debate stage. I still don't see how he crosses the finish line in first place. And then there's the man all eyes will be on. If tomorrow, after the debate has concluded, we are not talking about a good performance from Ron DeSantis, his campaign is effectively over. And they dispute this, they deny this, but it's the God's honest truth. Because he is the only person in double digits nationwide against Trump. If he can't have a good day, debate performance, one that is such a large positive presence that it transcends tomorrow's conversations about Trump's indictments, if he can't do that, might as well hang it up. He's, he's going to have a real hard problem. The, the one thing that a lot of people suspect, though, is that the other candidates are beginning to pound on Ramaswamy. You take him out, it gives DeSantis a moment to get a second look, and he could capitalize that on the trail tonight and tomorrow. If he does that, if he pulls it off, he's in the game. If he can't pull that off, though, I don't see a path for him because his campaign, he, he spent so much time on the cultural woke anti-warrior stuff, anti-woke stuff, he waited too late to pivot to the economy and the pocketbook issues that voters care about. He has a chance tonight to reset himself for a national audience. But the other question is, how many people will even pay attention? We'll get into that when we come back. I am a small businessman. The company that I run for my radio show, it's a small business. I've got employees. I don't have HR. You may be in that situation, and you may really need HR. Well, you may want to talk to Bambi. When running a business, your employees can create all sorts of interesting situations, and they could get you in trouble. What happens when two employees are squabbling? One of them smells bad all the time. What do you do? How do you navigate the rules? With Bambi, you get access to your own dedicated HR manager starting at just $99 a month. They're available by phone, email, real-time chat. Onboarding and terminations run smoothly. Team members reach peak performance. Your business stays compliant with changing HR regulations. Let Bambi handle your employees for you. Their HR autopilot automates important HR practices like setting policies, training, and feedback. Listen, you want U.S.-based HR managers who give you experience, expertise, a personal touch you need to make it seem like they're a part of your team. They could cost eighty grand a year, but Bambi starts at $99 a month. Schedule your free conversation today to see how much Bambi can take off your plate. Go to Bambi.com right now. Type in Eric Erickson under podcast when you sign up. It'll help you. It'll help your company grow. It'll help you keep peace of mind. It's spelled B-A-M-B-E-E. Bam. B-E-E.com. Bambi.com. Type in Eric Erickson. Hello there. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number 877-973-7425. Uh, just, just be patient with me here. Those of you on the phone, I, I promise I'll get to you. Um, after the bottom of the hour, we, we don't have a lot of time here, and I, I got a point to make. The former president of the United States, Donald Trump, is trying very hard to convince people not to watch the Fox debate tonight. He is, in fact, going to do an interview. It'll be on Twitter with Tucker Carlson. 
And I don't know, actually, that he's going to get as much of a uh, boost out of that, given the way Twitter operates and counts metrics. They'll be able to claim a very large number of views, but it won't actually necessarily be true. With Twitter, as long as you can see half of the video moving for three seconds with or without video, it's considered a view. And that's very important to remember when the spin comes that hundreds of millions of people watch the video. Uh, actually, what it was is for three seconds, half of the video was in view of their screen without audio playing. He, you got to ask yourself, why does he not want anybody to see the alternatives? Um, I, I'm interested in watching the debate. I, I'm actually re- intrigued by this one because the dynamics, how much do they go after each other? How much do they go after Trump? How much do they go after Biden? How much do they tout their policies and solutions? What questions does Fox News ask? These things do matter, and I'm intrigued to to hear these things. I'm intrigued to get answers to the questions. And then tomorrow, Donald Trump has very brilliantly scheduled his surrender in Fulton County, Georgia. The media will cover that. Fox News has, has made it very difficult for the other outlets to cover it. My question is this. I think the answer to this question will tell us everything about the coming campaign season. Tomorrow, how much airtime does Fox News give to reliving its debate versus how much coverage do they give to Donald Trump's fourth arraignment? The first presidential debate coverage versus the fourth arraignment coverage on Fox is going to tell you everything you need to know about where this primary is headed. If they're willing to give disproportionate coverage to Trump's fourth arraignment instead of their debate that he tried to get people not to watch, well, that says a lot. None of it good. Now, I got to tell you about Patriot Mobile, a great company that wants to do business with you. They are Christian conservatives, and, and they've set up a company designed to help the conservative movement grow. What they do is they take a portion of their profits and give it to the causes you care about. If you go to patriotmobile.com, patriotmobile.com, slash Eric, E-R-I-C-K, you can see how good their coverage is down to your house. 5G data voice. You can roll your phone number over to them so you still use the same phone number and you get guaranteed great service, probably using the same cell towers you're already using. You can also call them. They have 100% U.S.-based customer service, 972-PATRIOT's the number, 972-PATRIOT. You do that, and uh, Patriot Mobile grows their profits. And when they grow their profits, they grow the conservative movement. It's really, really, really a cool, cool product, and they give great service nationwide. It's worth doing business with people who share your values. PatriotMobile.com slash Eric. Go there today, sign up, or call them at 972-PATRIOT. Tell them I sent you. Get free activation with my name, PatriotMobile.com slash Eric. Did you know China has made it a priority to teach students financial literacy starting in preschool? Financial literacy isn't taught in our elementary schools, and parents lack the resources to teach it at home. American kids are yet again being left behind. Now there's a great way for parents and grandparents to help the kids they love learn about finance, thanks to the Sensibles. And at bcs-kids.com, the Sensibles are a team of animated superheroes who help kids age 6 to 12 develop smart money habits in a fun way. bcs-kids.com was created to channel this multimedia resource to kids everywhere. 
Buy a subscription for your loved ones, and each month, they'll get a Sensibles kit in the mail with an entertaining DVD, comic book, and activities. Digital subscriptions are also available. They'll also get access to an interactive website with a library of lessons, fun activities, and more. Want 20% off the monthly subscription costs? Visit at bcs-kids.com. Enter the promo code ERIC, my name, E-R-I-C-K. It's the sensible thing to do. Subscribe today at bcs-kids.com. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here across the nation. The phone number is 877-973-7425. Should you wish to be on the program, let's go first to Nate. Welcome to the program, Nate. How are you? How you doing, Eric? Long time Great. listener, first time caller. Welcome. Um, I wanted to ask you a question. I'm an independent voter, a black independent voter down here in the state of Georgia, and Wait, 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 just a minute, Nate. You're a unicorn. I was told you people don't exist. Oh, we exist in droves, <laughs> my friend. In droves. Good, good for you. We are all around here. We are entrepreneurs. We're all in Atlanta, to be exact. So <laughs> um, <laughs> I know it doesn't it doesn't make sense with the demographics. I understand that. But um my question to you, I, I know you have a better pulse on the conservative party as a whole. So my question to you is, um, with everything that's going on with President Trump, do you think, I know you have the MAGA Republicans and you can't change their mind for nothing, right? However, with the rest of the conservatives, especially in the state of Georgia, do you feel like, hey, people have a more of an open mind on another candidate, whether it be DeSantis or Christie or Scott or anybody else? You know what? So I would not, in all candor, I would not be that dismissive of the MAGA folks because uh, that's why Donald Trump has spent more money attacking Ron DeSantis than than everyone else combined, including Joe Biden, because the data shows Mm. it's a soft support. He has a ceiling uh, or he's got a floor of about 25 to 30 percent. Um, and okay. he's at a ceiling right now to a degree. So if, if one of these candidates shines on the debate stage tonight, which is why Donald Trump doesn't want anybody watching the debate, uh, he, those candidates could get some momentum. I think that DeSantis generally, uh, would be that guy, uh, Ramaswamy, an ABC news interview, uh, with some of his friends came out and they said they were stunned. He got in the race and he told them all he was getting in to stop DeSantis, um, not not to stop Trump, but DeSantis. I, I think stuff like that begins to have a toll on him, particularly some of his positions. And, and I do want to explain his Taiwan position uh, here in a minute, um, which is a bad position. But I, I think DeSantis is the guy, given his polling, who a lot of those people would gravitate towards. Now, the problem is DeSantis worked so hard in the beginning to try to pull Trump voters away, he alienated a lot of the non-Trump voters. And he's going to mm-hmm. need to show on stage tonight that he's actually a reasonable guy who focuses on economic issues, not just the cultural anti-woke stuff, to get those people back. I agree. I agree. So I agree. if it's, he can do it, um, I, he's, he's got a chance. I, I would keep my eye on Tim Scott, though. If he comes out and he shows their steel behind the smile, he may be able to convince the people he's got the fire in the belly they think he needs. Uh, and people really like his kind of upbeat, optimistic, rah-rah America message. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, 
I guess from all the talks I'm having from a lot of my friends down here, and I'm originally from Jersey, so I'm not a native Georgian. Oh, wow. So, yeah, wait, really wait, wait. This, yeah. is, this is like mind-blowing. Eh? You're, you're a black independent <laughs> voter, live in Atlanta. You're from New Jersey. My gosh, you are like yeah, on the North endangered species list. Man, I'm, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. People... I get I get berated on both sides here, so I'm like I don't know what to do. But anyway. join my join me, welcome. <laughs> um, as I was saying, um, you know, we 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 talk about you know we definitely don't want Biden in the office anymore because it's bad for business, just straight mm-hmm. up, hurting our pockets, and you know I. But we're we're I think the the fear is okay. Who, you know, if we put President Trump back in there, is it really going to help us out financially? Or, you know, will one of these other com- candidates come in there and really kind of smooth things out and kind of, I guess, get bar- America back to where, where it was, you know, I would say during the W. Bush era times, you mm-hmm. know, um, and and kind of kind of level things out where we're not so scared of what the heck is going to happen. You know what I mean? So. That's yeah. just my thoughts, Eric. And, yeah, you know, look, I, I appreciate, I appreciate it a ton. Uh, and I hope, Nate, thanks very much for the call. I, I hope people listen to your concerns because I think there are a lot of people out there. Um, there are a, a whole lot of people who are very frustrated that the parties appear to be offering up two 80-year-olds that nobody likes except their core bases. And I don't know that the Democrats and Republicans alike um, appreciate the fact that you may like Biden if you're a Democrat. You may like Trump if you're a Republican. But 50-some-odd percent of voters are saying, we really want someone else. And that really matters tremendously because uh, a lot of those people could sit out the election. And, and, you know, there's a poll out today that 5% of Republicans— uh, minimum say they, I mean, you push them hard. They're like, I, I'm done. If, if he's the nominee, I'm sitting out. They, they don't like him. Remember in 2022, it was 13% of Republicans voted Democrat. Uh, 13% of people who are reliable Republican voters voted Democrat in 2022 for congressional races against people because he endorsed those people. Um, you, the, the data is there to show you what could happen and his voters, epistemically are convinced that because of 2016, they can't believe anyone's assessment of the race other than his, and he says he can win and he will. And I still think there's a chance that he can because of the economy and everything else. But it's just the return on investment for his candidacy is extremely costly compared to others, and that's something people have to keep in mind. Frank, you're going to be up next. Thanks for being patient. Welcome. Hey, thanks, Eric. Nice to talk to you again. Hey, I'm one of those like 50 some percent of the people that can't stand either of the candidates, even though I would certainly like uh, Donald over Biden any day of the week. Going back to something you were already talking about yesterday, which was how, you know, hey, Trump can win, you know, because of the matches against Biden and how he stands polling wise. While I find it hard to believe that he's going to be able to pull the states that he can't win last last time this time. But where does Trump stand in terms of, say, they don't put Biden up there, which is a very good possibility, like Gavin comes in there or something like that. Where, how does, so, what, how does okay. that change the dynamic? I, I, I actually think Gavin Newsom is so far to the left that some of those Republicans who are going to sit it out may actually come back. I don't know that it's enough, though. 
Um, but that's part of the problem. What the, if you and I know a lot of people they believe the polls when their guy's winning. So Trump voters say don't believe the polls, but if they show Trump's winning, they believe it. Uh, and that's how everybody is, and I get it. But when you have consistency across polls, it's something you have to pay attention to. The number may be wrong, but when you see it in poll after poll after poll after poll after poll from various media organizations, from Republican pollsters and from Democratic pollsters, it's something you do have to pay attention to whether you want to or not. And it is consistently that people want new candidates. They, they don't want Biden and they don't want Trump. And so if the Democrats say, you know what? We're not going to give you Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. We're, we're going to go for someone else. We're going to go for Jared Polis. We're going to go for Gavin Newsom. We're going to go for, for you You name the Democrat. People are really going to pay attention to that. Uh, you go for Michelle Obama. That's the one I hear a lot. I don't think it'll happen, but let's just throw it out there. Um, you're going to fundamentally disrupt the race, particularly if it's new person versus Trump. And the Republicans, they got to think strategically on this. They're thinking emotionally right now. And as long as you're guided by your emotions, you're prone to make bad decisions. And it's something the GOP has got to think about. But to their credit, they're looking at the Democrats going down the Biden path right now. It doesn't look like anybody's getting off the Biden path. So, I mean, why change horses if the Democrats aren't? I, I get that logic, too. But people are so emotional. We're in post, a postmodern era. Postmodernism means people tr- uh, highlight their... Um, they highlight their emotions over their logic and reason. They're very emotional about everything. They don't believe what is true. They believe what they think is true. And that really matters phenomenally when you get into these situations. And and people need to consider being a little bit more logical, reasonable, and, and maybe consider what the data is saying, what, what, what people around them who aren't in their tribe are saying. Dave, you're going to be up next. Welcome. Hey, Eric. Hey, quick question for you. So there's a lot of COVID talk out there. It's ramping up. Morris Brown is masking up. Um, there's talk about potential another lockdown. Do you think this is a united front that the media is in on by the Democrats to keep Joe Biden from having to uh, campaign and lock him up in his basement and hope for the best on this? Okay, um, I, I, so I don't think it is coordinated per se, but I think they're trained like Pavlov's dog. So when one starts saying it, they all start saying it. Uh, and yeah, I thousand percent believe that by the time we get to October, uh, Biden's going to be back in his basement claiming that COVID's too bad and spreading. Um, they are going to find any excuse whatsoever to avoid having to trot Biden out on the campaign stage. And it's going to fundamentally shake up the it, it. I mean, it's going to shake up big time what we're seeing out on the campaign trail. It, it really is. It's going to be disruptive, and they're going to cover for him. They're going to apologize for him. They're 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 not going to will, be willing to wave lay, lay criticism on him. And what they're going to do is they're going to attack the Republicans for doing these mass events. And oh, they're going to kill everybody yet again. They're going to kill everybody. If it carries over again and we get to next year, we're going to go back to, oh, we got to have universal balloting. we got to have drop boxes and all this. Of course they're going to try to capitalize on COVID. But here's the problem for the Biden campaign is in June, the Biden team said we beat it. We can go back to normal now. They reopened the White House mess. They told people you can stop masking. And suddenly it's resurgent. 
It looks like a failure on their part. And if they try to do lockdowns, it's going to kill the economy in states, and that could provoke people to go to, to Trump. Remember, one of the reasons Trump really lost in 2020 was because of COVID policies and the lockdowns and the bad economy. And had Trump not gone imposed lockdowns, not encouraged schools to shut down, not encouraged these things, he probably could have kept the economy going and win. If Biden wrecks the economy or the economy goes into recession because of the Biden COVID protocols, any Republican, including Donald Trump, is probably going to have a cakewalk into the White House. Stuff like that genuinely matters, and I don't think people appreciate enough how much stuff like that matters. It, it fundamentally Fundamentally, people do not want to go back into lockdowns unless you're a far, far progressive person. I was behind a woman who got on the interstate today, and I, I don't mean to make it a sexist thing. It was just it was a person in a BMW SUV, just happened to be a woman. I noticed on the rearview mirror hanging a mask. And you will not be surprised that this was a person who decided to go all the way down the on-ramp onto the interstate and come to a complete stop at the end to see what traffic was coming and nearly caused a pileup because of their stupidity. Just tells you everything you need to know right there, that mask hanging on the rearview mirror. I'm still seeing people riding alone in cars wearing masks, and I know they're all liberals. Okay, we can move on now. <laughs> Listen, your choice, I don't want to pick on you, but come on, you're in your car by yourself, really? Now, um, okay, let me tell you about Americans for Prosperity because, you know, they're going around the country trying to engage with people on how bad Bidenomics is and what we can do to revitalize the American economy. They want you to be a part of it. They've got a bus tour around the country. All you have to do is go to americansforprosperity.org slash Eric today and sign up. They've got 4 million people who've signed up to be a part of what they're doing. They go around the country. They teach you to be a better activist. They teach you how to be persuasive. They give you all the facts and figures you need to make a good case for free market economics. They are opposed to Bidenomics. They explain why it's bad. They help you explain why it's bad. They get you really educated. They're a do tank, not a think tank. They go around the country and do the business of the conservative movement. Americansforprosperity.org slash Eric. Americansforprosperity.org slash Eric. Go check them out today. Be a part of a movement of people who want to fight for freedom in this country. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here across the nation. This hour of the program brought to you by First Liberty Building and Loan. Buying a building, building a building, buying a franchise, buying a business out, buying out a business partner or competitor. That's the sort of deals they do. If you need $250,000 or more for your business to grow, firstlibertyga.com. Tell them I sent you, firstlibertyga.com. They can help any business in the 50 states or the 57 if you're Barack Obama. Now, let me keep taking some phone calls here before we move on to other stuff because there's a lot more to talk about today than just the debate. Um, but a lot of people want to talk, uh, want to go to the phones. Paul, welcome to the program. Hello, Eric. Thank you for taking my call. Um, sure. I'm a staunch conservative. I voted for Donald Trump twice. I really, really, really do not want to vote for him again. Uh, I've heard people say that uh, they want to hear the candidates tonight uh, give a staunch defense of Donald Trump. I think it should be exactly the opposite. I'm assuming that these people are on stage because they want to be president and think they should be instead of Donald Trump. I want to hear them answer the question, uh, what would they what would they do that Donald Trump would not do? And also I want them to say the things that they wouldn't do that Donald Trump would do, such as spend the next four years going after his perceived uh, enemies. I want them to say, really, and I may be in a minority, why, if it's not one of, if it's not they themselves, 
it should be somebody else on that stage and not Donald Trump, who is the next uh, Republican candidate for president. Thank you. You know, listen, uh, Paul, I appreciate that a ton. And I I, I do kind of wish they don't talk about him as much as he doesn't want to talk about them. They don't need to talk about him. Uh, get out there and make the case for themselves. I have a proposed question. My friend Scott Jennings and I were on Jake Tapper's show on CNN yesterday, and he brought this up, and it's such a good question. Uh, candidate, on January 6, 2021, would you have, like Vice President Pence, accepted the Electoral College certificates of the states, or would you have done what Donald Trump wanted the vice president to do, reject them. We could learn a whole lot about the candidates from that one answer. We could if they asked it. Melinda, you're going to be up next. Welcome to the Eric Erickson Show. Hello, Eric. I've listened to you for ever so long. Um, I'm glad to be able to ask you this question. And uh, I, too, am a unicorn. I am a 63-year-old Jewish Republican woman. Wow. And I am crazy wild about Nikki Haley. I have supported her and hoped she would run for president since she was the U.N. ambassador. And since that time, I have only been more and more and more impressed. I heard her speak in Atlanta at the um, Jewish Book Festival. Um I mean, just she, to me, not because she's a woman. It is not because she's a woman. Her experience, her intelligence, her, I mean, just everything about her is about doing the job with excellence. And I don't see anyone else of all the candidates that can represent all the people the way she can represent all the people. Look, and I uh, wonder why she's being ignored um, I, by the so media. I, okay, so here's the thing. Um, I, 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 she's got to do stuff to generate some buzz on her own. Uh, and the way you do that is one thing she just doesn't like to do, which is kind of the, the standard dog and pony show, let me say something provocative to get people to pay attention to me. She abhors that kind of politics, and that's why I one of the reasons, many reasons I like her. She's she's a personal friend. Uh, she she hates the BS of it all. She she doesn't like to do that. And and running for president versus running for governor is is a little bit different. Um, I, she needs to do a, a ton more local media in Iowa and New Hampshire. Needs to make herself as available as possible. Overexpose herself, if you will. Uh, there are ways to do these things, but it, it's also hard to capture lightning in a bottle. And Vivek Ramaswamy has done that right now. I don't know how long it'll last, but um, it's just, it's it's hard. And she's got a great and loyal team around her. They really are some of the best in the business. Um, but it takes a little while to really get people to pay attention. And right now, people are obsessed about other things. But we're not even to Labor Day yet. Uh, and I think people's people will change. I, I, I do actually believe people will start paying attention more after Labor Day. They always have in the past. So we'll see where that gets her. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. 
And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.